Hey guys, I wanted to take you through just a quick exercise that I do uh, many times a day. And it's just a quick check-in uh, with Jesus that I, I like to do several times each day. It's one thing to have a, a really good connection with him in the morning. Uh, and I did. I had a brief but good connection with him this morning. Um, but I think the really good stuff that you'll find in your spiritual life will come with these little moment-by-moment uh, connections and check-ins. And so, um, just to give you a little bit of context, um, I am coming in to the workshop, um, having been uh, doing some tree work, um, cutting up some stumps with my chainsaw, and so not in a particularly spiritual place, uh, just kind of doing um, doing some stuff around the yard, um, and I thought I would come in. So the only real warm-up that I have to this is that um, I decided to do this check-in, and I know that whenever I put Jesus on the spot, he's good at showing up. So I get excited about what he's going to do and how he's going to show himself to me. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to totally put Jesus on the spot and see what happens. I, I don't know. I don't have any kind of advanced plan. Um, I'm going to do this unscaffolded uh, first. And later, I'd like to do some, uh, some recordings of a scaffolded check-in. We can use uh, gratitude um, around objects or memories to do that. Uh, there's several things we can do to scaffold the experience if you're having trouble. Uh, but ideally, you want to get to a place where you can just sort of turn your mental attention towards the presence of Jesus, and there he is. Um, your brain has sort of carved that neural pathway, and it's become a super highway of, uh, of connectedness. Um, so that's where you want to get. Um, you get there through just practice like anything else. Um, so I will just walk you through my process of, uh, checking with Jesus. So, um, typically I, I don't spend a lot of time with mindfulness because I find that, um, if I do a lot of centering and mindfulness, um, I can get distracted and my mind can start drifting towards the practice of mindfulness, uh, rather than the practice of his presence. Because uh, they are two different things. They're correlated and connected, but they're they're different. Um, the practice of his presence is fundamentally relational. Um, the The usefulness of mindfulness is just um, that it, it allows us to sort of um, calm our minds and uh, get into a good space. So I just take just a breath or two um, to become aware of my surroundings. And... Um, and then all I do is I turn my attention towards Jesus and I gently put out the belief that um, I bet God is here right now. I bet he'd like to connect with me. And I bet if I quiet my mind and listen to him, I will experience him um, and may even hear him. And so if you're listening at home or in the car, you can do this quietly. Just become aware of what's around you. And then just become aware of God entering the space. And perhaps you 
are in the habit of picturing Jesus being with you as, as I am, or you just um, uh, have a sense of uh, God being everywhere. Um, and so, welcome Jesus. And um, yeah, just as I did that, as I sort of opened my mind to the possibility and the reality that he'd like to be here with me, I saw him sort of like um, pop up uh, off to my left here, a few feet to my left, and in a playful way say, here I am. And, um, And say, I am so proud of you. You're my son. I've chosen you for good things. I take delight in you, don't I? And Jesus often asks those funny little rhetorical questions. Yes, you do. You really do take delight in me. Um, And sometimes because I'm used to sort of seeing things in his hands, if there's something he's bringing for me, I I tend to at times look down to his hands. And um, what I see today is uh, just a fresh loaf of steaming hot bread um, that he's holding out to me. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny because I actually hadn't put this together, but, um, but I am fasting today and I am a little hungry and there's a smile on Jesus's face as though to say, um, uh, he actually does say my presence is daily bread for you. Take, take it, take and eat. And um, the thought that kind of hits me is, wow, it's, his presence isn't like a, a nice substitute when you're not eating. It's like delicious, wonderful, fresh food. Um, hmm. And so I, I just sense the pleasure of Jesus in, yeah, offering me that bread I'm also aware of the the metaphor and the symbolism with, you know, his body being the bread, like the bread that came down from heaven. So now what's what's happening is like he's speaking to me, but my brain is starting to work um, in conjunction with him, uh, in connection. My um, my relational circuits in my brain are turning on, where I feel connected. I feel like he's Jesus is with me. He's offering good gifts. He's helping me. He knows me, and so he knows what to give me and how to be with me. And what that does is it. Um, it impacts the part of my brain that is responsible for relational connectedness and also responsible for, um, for assigning, uh, meaning, um, which is why, uh, some weird Christians talk about revelation knowledge. Uh, it's like, uh, the difference between learning something in a book and learning it from a person. Um, when, when a person shows you in the context of a safe, loving connection, uh, there's a relational connectedness that happens that provides a, a fertile soil for the transfer of information. So, um, so I'm receiving information 
And it's not like he's his lips are moving and he's saying, you know, and, and this and this and this. It's like my brain is thinking and I can feel the truth of different thoughts. Um, and so uh, in, to some degree, that's how um, it's how like the prophetic gifting works is you feel connected to God as you're receiving and transferring information. Um, and as you give the information, it's um, you don't always understand what you're saying until you're saying it. And so, um, so it's like, it's like the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, right? So um, I like to think I'm, I'm accessing the mind of Christ and our brains are working in conjunction relationally. Um, we're thinking together. So um, oftentimes that's all the, all the connection that, uh, that I need or have time for. Um, but since I'm recording this, I, I'll, I'll just press in a little bit deeper. And what you'll find is these interactions, once you're here in a place of connection with, uh, with Jesus, there's um, a relatively unlimited amount of uh, data <laughs> that you can receive if you have the patience to keep looking. Um, so I'm just going to keep looking at Jesus. Um, and, and he divides the loaf of bread. And it's like he's serving me communion. He says, this is my body broken for you. Uh, he says, my, but my brokenness, because I look at the inside of the bread and it just looks delicious. He says, my brokenness is delicious. My brokenness is um, sustaining and life-giving. He says, isn't that wonderful, child? And my brokenness is so helpful to you. And it uh, gets me just thinking about, yeah, Jesus was, his body was broken on the cross. And we think about movies like The Passion of the Christ and other depictions of his uh, crucifixion. And we think, wow, the brokenness of Jesus is was horrible and painful and should inspire um, awe and gratitude. And what can we ever, you know, like, what you know we're worms you know jesus i can't believe you were broken for us you know like uh and yet in this moment i'm tasting as much as seeing uh the sweetness of the of the brokenness of jesus the sweetness of his passion um and i think about people like saint francis who just cried out lord i want to know the I want to know your suffering. I want to, or even Paul, I want to know the fellowship of sharing with your sufferings. Like, like how does that become a real desire where, where the hunger of your heart is to suffer with Jesus? Um, not because you're a masochist, not because you like pain, but because actually there's a tenderness of intimacy um, and, and there's actual life in his suffering and his brokenness. And I still see Jesus like he's so playful. And he says, what a joy to die with me. 
and I can see his cheeks are red and his face is beaming and he's just so happy. So it's like so happily inviting people to come and die with him. Like certainly die to self, you know, die to the flesh, die to the old nature. And in some senses to, to physically to suffer with him, to experience, um, suffering and persecution and sickness and death alongside him and to see those as an invitation to intimacy and not as a scary bad threat that we have to get through because there might be something good on the other side when we have time to think about it and process it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's good news. That's like, it's like, even if you're in pain, like even suffering can be a joy now. Um, it can be because it can be fellowship. It doesn't have to be joy later after it produces perseverance, character, and hope. It can be, um, a, a pure, consider it pure joy when you, uh, undergo trials of many kinds. What a joy, what a joy to get to suffer with Jesus. Um, yeah, I could feel him saying, I really enjoy being with you. My suffering is not a threat to you. It is life to you. It is healing to you. It is hope for you. And it is power through you. Power in your weakness. So. Yeah, and I just, I feel like he's looking at me and he's just, uh, you know, it's like he's waiting to see, like, are you going to keep going with this? <laughs> um, or are you going to cut it off here? Because cause if you want to s- stop the connection here or, um, you know, stop the intentionality of the connection. Now, when I walk out of this room, I'll carry a sense of him, a consciousness of him. But right now I'm really uh, sitting down to engage with him. So, um so yeah, for um, for your sake, and I, I hope maybe you're having your own connection with Jesus right now, which which is really the goal here. That'd be wonderful. Um, can you see him with you? Can you experience him with you? Um, if not, um, maybe just spend the time remembering a time that you were you were felt really close to him, and just savor and enjoy the beauty of that. Or maybe think about something that you are grateful for. That's that's joyful for you and, uh, and just save for the gratitude for that. It's okay. Um, there's, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so, um, the, the, the goal of this exercise is not to, um, not to compare, but to, uh, really to instruct. So I'm giving it to you, uh, how I usually do it. And, uh, later I'll give, I'll give you more, um, more if you're having trouble, um, how to how to access God's presence even when you're having trouble and your relational circuits are kind of turned off. So, um, I feel like Jesus knows that maybe we're moving towards the close, and so He's saying, "Thank me for the bread." So I will. I'll just say, um, "Wow, thank you, Jesus, that your body is bread. Thank you that you give us bread from heaven, and that you are the bread from heaven." Thank you that you are so delightful and kind. Thank you that you um, have such an amazing way of touching the deep places of my heart um, while also being playful and full of joy. Um, 
thank you for the sparkle in your eye. And I would just pray, Lord, let it be reflected in my own eye. And I pray, Father, for these friends that the nourishment that, that you gave me today would pass through the airwaves and the electronic whatever to the hearts and minds of my friends. Because you, you've done that with me so many times um, across space and time and <laughs> YouTube and podcasts. You've just blessed me and your spirits become so real to me. So I pray that that blessing would land um, like a fresh loaf of hot French bread um, how to, hot out of the oven for my friends to nourish them um, and to bless them. I pray that your brokenness wouldn't be scary or threatening or traumatizing to them, but that, that it would be uh, a blessing and a grace to them. So you're good. You're good. And you, um, your life is delicious. Your, um, your body is nourishing. Your presence is delightful and, uh, and so helpful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to stay with you today, Jesus. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And I ask that you would continually just fire the little, uh, synapses that say connect with Jesus now. So I bless my own mind and heart to maintain awareness of his presence today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for sticking around. If, you, uh, if you're still here at the end of this uh, recording, you are uh, hopefully not too bored. Uh, and hopefully, uh, maybe enjoyed a little connection yourself. And, uh, and if all of this is confusing and weird and, uh, uh, you know, maybe bizarre to you, um, but you're hungry for connection, stay tuned because we will do more of this with a little more scaffolding. Uh, I'm committed to the idea and the belief that there is a reliable and consistent pathway and process for you to access relational connectedness with God, which leads to um, all the fruits of his spirit, which is all summed up in, in love in the experience and the reality of love being formed in you. Um, I'm absolutely committed to that. And you can, you can believe me or not believe me. Um, but, uh, I believe there's a way for you. And so I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, how you grow over this journey. Uh, hopefully I'm able to communicate some of the things that I've been learning, uh, cause it's been really rich and really, really life changing. And I will never, ever, ever go back. God bless you, friends. Talk to you next time.